Um, so when I did make engineer or driver operator, um, I was the first black woman to achieve that title uh, for my department. Mm -hmm. Yeah, appreciate it. Oh, gee. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Network production. All right, and we're back with another episode of the Keep the Money on the Four podcast. I am your host, per usual, Lex Bibbs. I'm here with a good friend, a day one supporter, a author, a creator, a firefighter, a poet, a former athlete. Hmm. Am I missing anything? I'm not a former athlete. I still play some things. Oh, oh disrespect. Oh. I can't do that during Women's History Month. See? I got to say all that again. <laughs> Welcome to the pod, Vanessa Roy. How you doing? I'm doing good. What's how you? Good to be here. It's rainy today. Mm, yeah, y'all can send that back. Send it back? You got yeah. the best rain jacket send it back. I've ever seen. Right? Yeah, I got it from some dude. Yeah, he be man. selling his Smith stuff. It was yeah, yeah. it was kind of fire. Send me his uh, Instagram. Please. I got you. I got you. But yeah, you good? You, you, ain't, you ain't feeling the rain today? Nah. Uh-uh. Not after we had 70 degree weather. Last week was beautiful. Son, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, But I mean, we, we need the rain to appreciate the sunshine, right? Very true. Very yeah. true. Um. What you been up to? Like, what's 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 life been like? As obviously we're still in this pandemic, but I feel like we're we're slowly creeping out of the pandemic. Slowly. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say ish, cause I'm a I'm a I'm a proceed with caution. For sure. <laughs> uh, but I mean, life's been slow. I mean, you know me. I like to I travel. That's normally what I do. So I ain't really been able to get out like I want to go see places. I just been working. I killed overtime last year just cause with COVID we had a lot of people going out. So. Right. I killed the overtime. I made some financial moves, and mm -hmm. I just—I really just been laying low, just been chilling. You made some money moves, like Cardi B, huh? No, 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 Cardi B over here. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get into what you do later, cause I, I think it's awesome. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you mentioned travel, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of us miss. Mm -hmm. of all of this, like. Personally, my wife and I, we always talking about trips and concerts. Mm -hmm. But for you, you said vacations and stuff. So w did you have places that, that you wanted to go last year that COVID messed it up? Like, what was on the schedule? Well, of course, a couple trips to the Caribbean. Like, I had a trip to Barbados, had to cancel that. Mm -hmm. um, I would have loved to have gone to Europe. Just anywhere. Like, anywhere I can just take a break from reality, go see some new sites. I really like getting into other people's cultures and trying their food and stuff. So right. my number one priority is always beaches. But other than that, just it, it being immersed in a whole different culture is what I like. Right. So are you like uh, stay at a hotel, resort, or Airbnb when you go to places? See, the beauty of being me growing up, an army brat, I've met all types of people. And I keep in contact with most people I meet. Okay. So if I know somebody that's living somewhere interesting, I say, yo... You know, I'm trying to come stay. Can I sleep on your couch? You got a guest room or something? And nine times out of ten, they say, yeah, come through. Just give me dates. And I go out there. So I got a free tour guide. I got a place to stay. I got a place to cook if I need to. Right. Um, but, yeah, I save a whole lot more money just by keeping in contact with people. And we don't we don't have to be the best of friends, but yeah. they say come through. And, you know, most people are pretty hospitable. So, you know, if they come, if you stay in a spot, they're like, all right, well, let me show you some things. Give me your, uh, your top three. Uh, places you've been um, on trips? Top three will be Peru. Okay. I did that, went to Machu Picchu and all that. Um, last year, <laughs> my actual my last vacation, uh, Palau. 
It's a little island in the Pacific. That's where my uh, my high school best friend slash sister is from. Uh, that's her native island. Um, where else did I go? Oh, Hawaii was dope. Yeah. And actually, I went, uh, your homeboy. Um, Terrence. Terrence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he let me get his guest room. That's what's up. Yeah. Shout out to Terrence. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were uh, scheduled to go out there last year. I think we were going to the big island. I don't know how far that is from him. Mm-hmm. But talk about, like, sad. Yeah. We were sad. We were going to Hawaii for a week. We were sad. Uh, that's I only I only went for a week and I say only because it don't matter which one of them islands you go to you need you need more than a week yeah it's beautiful like especially if you like to get outside yeah. and see like the when the hikes and everything. oh it was perfect it was, was perfect good. yeah the food was mad good he took me to some good spots what you have over there that was like amazing uh, believe it or not he took me to this food truck and I got this shrimp I don't know what kind of shrimp it was but it was good. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Uh, what you listening to as far as music right now? I stay on shuffle. I got my little playlist that I make with all my like my older favorite songs. Yeah. So I I stay on shuffle. Like I got a good mix of R and B. I got some rap. You know my my uh, college roommate was from St. Croix, so I got a whole bunch of soca in my mix. For sure. Um, I still for whatever reason I'm still killing uh, her. Uh, the song right. Damage. Okay. That's like an everyday song for me. Uh, mm -hmm. But right now, I'm on Giveon. Giveon? Yeah. Okay. okay. Did you check out the Grammys the other day? I did not. I forgot it was on. It was, it was decent. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back on YouTube and check out the performances. <laughs> <laughs> decent. Um, so, her, is that your go-to artist? Damage is your go-to track. What about, like, what's your go-to, like, rap song, like, right now? Like, you trying to get hype real quick for a workout or just more to get hype? If I'm trying to get hype, believe it or not, I'm going to a J. Cole song. Oh, dang it. Now I'm drawing a blank on it. It's got J. Cole. J. Cole. It's got Crit and Kendrick on it. What is the name of that song? Dang, I'm drawing a blank now. It's all good. We come back to it. Yeah. So you like you rock with J. Cole. You say you're only Brad. I know offline we talked about you kind of growing up at Fayetteville. What was that like, like bouncing around the different places? Like, what do you remember from that in your childhood? Uh... I thought it was cool. I kind of liked it. Um, it's a yeah, little. Yeah, mind being the new person at school every other year. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's an adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the most outspoken outspoken person in the world, so you know I could be a little shy. But typically, you know, I play sports, so eventually I get to meeting people because I'm on a team and you got to interact with people. But I thought it was cool, you know, being somewhere new, meeting all different types of people. Um, yeah, I the 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 change was was cool to me then. Yeah, it's a little yeah. it's a little bit different looking at it as an adult, but for sure, for sure. So, I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's an adjustment. Like, right, you moved around so much as a child, as a kid, as a teenager. You go to college, and it's like you've been pretty much in Charlotte since you graduated, right? Yeah, I've been in Charlotte since uh, 05, for okay. real. Yeah, and now obviously you came to Charlotte to uh, be a student athlete at Johnson C. Smith. You already know it. What, what class are you? Oh eight. Oh eight. Okay. I think I know a couple of people from 08. Oh, you know a bunch of people from 08. Matter of <laughs> fact, I think you'd have had a few on my own this podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, y'all might be the deepest class I've ever brought on. Yeah. Yep. But um, talk about your, your, your student athlete experience. And I think you came for softball, but you ended up playing volleyball too. Yeah, talk yeah. So, one, it was an adjustment because I was a transfer. I didn't come to Smith as a freshman. So, oh. I did my first few years out of community college out in Kansas because that's where I finished high school. Nice. <laughs> Um, so going from the Midwest where the only black people on the campus was the athletes right. coming to an HBCU, it was just like, 
it's like it was like a family reunion. Like I don't even know these people, but like I'm enjoying the vibe. I'm having a good old time. Right. And originally, I was just gonna go to USC, but I would have had to change my major as a transfer. South Carolina. And, yeah, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, and I would have had to try to you know try out for the team. Yeah. And I get a random phone call out of nowhere. The assistant softball coach calls me up. She says, hey, we've been, you know, looking at JUCO uh, softball players and, uh, you know, we've seen your stats. We've seen, you know, talk to your coach and we think you'd be a good fit out here. You know, we'd like to get you to come out and try out. Yeah. So it's like, first off, what's a Johnson C. Smith? <laughs> so don't hit me for that. But I never heard of Smith before that. Right. But I came up here. They showed me the school and I was like, OK, small school. That's right. That's what I need because I don't need to be at a big school. I don't have the attention span for big classes. So small school right next to the city hour and change from my parents house I was like okay yeah I could do that yeah, yeah. um I'm far enough but still kind of close um but then just wait hour and a half from Fayetteville no nah, they're, they're in Columbia South Carolina oh, so yeah, you, yeah. Fast. No, you, uh, hour and a half. you catch me on the right day I could make it work okay. <laughs> but yeah so I came up to Smith and I, after my my tryout I was like oh yeah that's it so uh signed the letters of intent enrolled came up here and, and what what uh position in softball uh well naturally outfield um but in college i ended up at shortstop okay mm -hmm. and you had a decent experience that was, was straight i didn't really follow softball we were yeah my my first year my, that was hands down probably like my best season of softball ever um one we had so much fun like it was a said what made it what made it the best it it was fun, man. Like we we had the the biggest group of characters ever. Yeah. Um. So we had a we had a bomb time, and I mean everybody hustled, and of course you know we didn't. I think we we did decent. We didn't win, but we didn't win the whole championship. Yeah, but. Yeah. Who were some of your favorite uh, schools to, to match up with that you remember? Like they still tell stories with. Oh Lord, now you about to make me tell my age. Um, I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> Uh, actually, the only I remember more so team uh, pairing up with the other schools on volleyball. I don't really remember like the other soft softball. the softball teams. Yeah, I just remember having fun so, with my teammates. Yeah, how did volleyball happen? You just walked on. So mm -hmm. I'm also I also used to be a basketball. Well, I can still hoop a little bit, but I used to be a, like a real big basketball player. But going into JUCO, they played softball year round. So they was like, "Look, you have to pick. You can't play both." Yeah. I was like, well, they already giving me my money. I'll go, I'll go softball. So I came out here. I met Coach, Coach Taylor, Nessa, the other Nessa. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, we, I played some pickup with them. And this was probably July of that summer. And she was like, look, she was like, you're, you're very athletic and I could use you, but I've already given out all my money. And she's like, have you ever played volleyball before? And I was like, no. She's like, would you be interested? I was like, well, I mean, you know, I, I try most things once, you know. Yeah. She was like, you seem, you know, athletic enough to be able to pick it up. And I was like, I mean, if they if they down, I'm down. And, right. um, yeah, that just kind of happened. I had never played volleyball before. Decent? Yeah, decent. I was. Yeah, I was decent. I got I, I got some hops. Oh, you, no, I still got hops. Okay. I had some hops to me. Um, is that how you connected with um, Annika? Yeah, that is Annika volleyball. volleyball. Mm -hmm. OK. Yep. I honestly like. I think I forgot that you played softball, and obviously my memory is coming back to me. But yeah, I remember you because y'all two were together a lot. Mm -hmm. She plays volleyball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But 
Talk about the student athlete experience because I had Darren on here before mm-hmm. and played basketball. Who didn't know about Smith? And he lived in Salisbury, so I don't, <laughs> I don't mind you for not knowing, which is still crazy to me. But like, just talk about that experience because you know I feel like that's something that doesn't get documented mm-hmm. as much, like the student athlete experience mm-hmm. at HBCU. I mean. I mean, I said in general, like the HBCU experience as a family, but those the, the two years that I played softball because, you know, transfer, I lost some of my eligibility. But those two years and especially with the the leadership we had in Dr. Hendricks and uh, Christine Kelly, who's also a doctor now, um, they unified all the female athletes. So we had all came together. We had this little saying we was walking around campus talking about we we like yeah. we had our own little family thing. So. I, that was foreign to me, but it was so much fun. Like, I was always excited to see any any of the girls on any of the other teams. We was out there doing the lovable cheers. Like, oh, yeah, we was having yeah. a bomb time. And um, it was a great experience. For sure. Um, I mean, who's still – is the volleyball – it's not the same volleyball coach. Oh, no, ever. no. Yeah, coach Keith's gone. <laughs> you know, Vanessa, she's long gone. Yeah. She went from Smith to North Carolina Central. And then she went to Coastal, I think. Yeah, she's at Coastal. Yeah. Last time I spoke with her. Um, yeah, man, that's dope. So, I know you have interests outside of the courts and fields and stuff like that. Like, where did the photography thing come from? Where did poetry come from and all that uh, for you? Well, I guess I'll go with the poetry first. So, that started for me back in probably 03. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of happened. I was... Well, I guess I was dating this guy. He was a he was a soldier. He ended up getting deployed and I was feeling whatever I was feeling. And some way or another, I just sat down with a with some some pen with a pen and some paper and I just got to write. And then, you know, a couple months pass and something else pops in my head and I start writing about that. So it just eventually over time just kind of evolved as a way for me to express myself because I'm not really the most vocal person. And I don't really share a lot with a whole lot of people like I, I used to be extremely closed off. Like, you'd have to pin me down to get me to talk to you. (laughs) Or I just, it's it's hard for me to feel that comfortable with people. Um, So over the years, I just kept writing. Um, Just small stuff here and there. I dropped down some, like, some little paragraphs. Eventually, they got a little bit longer. Um, And sometimes I just put them, some of them will go together, of course. Uh, So just fill out a whole poem. So when you were in Smith, when you were at Smith, you wasn't like a black ink monk or nothing like that? Nah, I didn't even know. I don't think I knew about the Black Ink Black Ink Monks while I was a student. But I also wasn't heavy into poetry like that. Like I knew I was writing it, um, but I didn't know that that I was actually doing something with it or that it was an interest of mine. And you published uh, some some, po- some of your Yeah. Poetry, right? So a lot of that's even a lot of that stuff that I wrote even back in the early two thousands ended up in that book. So it was a just a compilation of of poems that I had written over the course of like ten years or so. Um, just thoughts and ideas, and I was even at some point in time, I was like, "Ooh, I'll share them on Facebook, just see what people say." Yeah. And I got so much like dope feedback from it. People's like, "Yo, you need to do this. You need to do this." And I had so many people pumping me up. It's like, yeah. do a book. And I'm like, I ain't got nothing to lose. So all right, let me let me let me throw this together and make a book. Yeah. So yeah, I put that out. It's been a while. I put that out in 2013. 2013. Yeah. And I also saw that you got a. Uh, YouTube channel too, man. Ooh, yeah, them videos is from back then too. <laughs> I, saw, I saw, you know, I did, I did my little my, my research and I was like, oh, she got a YouTube channel. Yeah, six years, seven years ago. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And so with the camera, how did that come about? 
I've always had an interest in photography. And I, th I think I got that from my mom. She used to have this dope, like, 35-millimeter camera. I don't know what happened to it. Um, I wish she still had it because I would love to have that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she would take pictures. I would take pictures. I took a photography class in high school. Um, then, it, you know, that kind of fell off. But eventually... I, I would pay more attention than if I knew Instagram was going to come out 20 years later. Son, I'd have changed my major. Listen. <laughs> Like, I remember, like, I don't know, cause, I mean, I'm a guy, no, no. but, like, I remember being, like, oh, yo, I want to do photography as an elective, and, like, the homie's, like, bro, you tripping, like, pick another PE. I'm, like, nah, like, I want to be in photography. I want to develop these photos, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I remember, like, really being, like, one of, like, three guys in the class. Really? Yeah, and now you see all these male photographers. Now, yep. Like, out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> Now that's the thing. Now I ain't gonna lie. There's a whole lot of people jumping on the bandwagon claiming to be photographers, and I mean I ain't claiming to be the best, but right. I do my little thing. I feel like Let's I got a decent eye. These guys picking up cameras because they trying to be crucial girls. And that's yeah, that's true. But they get exposed quick. They get exposed. quick. Oh yeah, they get exposed quick. Okay. I, I've learned that being in that community, like it ain't nothing for somebody to call somebody else out. Yeah. So they they get they get blasted for it. What they say, I want to hit you with a free photo shoot. That's probably what they do. Yeah. I'd imagine. Amen. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you graduated from Smith in '08. Mm-hmm. What do you where do you start working? Like what 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 happens next? Like in your life? Uh, I was just chilling, working at Sam's Club. Nothing special. Um, I got my I got my degrees in business, but that really isn't the world for me. Yeah. Um, and that's why I said if I'd have thought about it or knew how things would turn out, I probably would have done something different with my major somewhere along the lines of mass comm or uh, production or something yeah. like that. Um, so I was just working at Sam's Club, and there was this guy I was working with, and he kept talking to me about firefighting. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at him like, nah, dude, like, who who does that? <laughs> I don't know no firefighters. I don't, I recall seeing one station or one truck in my life, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know nothing about firefighting. And he was like, look, he was like, I know you fresh out of school. You're still in shape. He's like, I know you got the mental toughness to, to handle this type, of, the, this type of field. He's like, you really need to look into it. So, I mean, at that point in time, I don't have nothing to lose. You know, I'm just working a little part-time job right. trying to maintain in life. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll look into it. So what year is this when you look into it? This is in... This is at the end of 08. That's, end of yeah, the end of 08. Okay. Um, so when you say look into it, like, how do you look into being a firefighter? Like, I mean, not trying to be funny, like, you Google it or YouTube it, but how did you go about looking into it? Uh, so, yeah, you start with Google, you start with, I mean, so I'm living in Charlotte, so I'm looking at Charlotte's website, like, okay. the fire department's website, getting the little details. I'm seeing that the schedule is dope. I'm seeing that you got benefits. I'm seeing that, you know, we have our own retirement system. I'm seeing that... Um, they provide the training like I don't need any experience to get on yeah. all I I mean the the minimum really physical yeah and I was like all right you know like I said what do I got to lose um and like I said I'll try most things most things at least once and so take us through your initial like when you got there you were like I know it had to be something like <laughs> I, mean, I ain't with this but it also had to be something like what gave you that comfort, like, I can do this? So, two-part question. Like, your first, like, oh, hell no nah, to that. But you saw something was like, all right, I think I can do this. Um, so, fast forward, going through the testing process and making it to recruit school. Pull up first day. 
you know, they're giving the layout and thing. First off, didn't know that the training was, was six months long. I was like, dang, I got to do this for 25 weeks? Oh, I don't know if I really want to do this. Working somewhere else. Well, no, that's before you get to work. Oh, no, I ended up quitting at Sam's Club because, yeah, that's another yeah. story for another day. Right. <laughs> but I couldn't get uh, a leave of absence from them. So gotcha. I ended up just quitting. Once I got my, my hire letter, like once I knew that I was getting hired, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good on y'all. Okay. Um, so I get to recruit school, don't know what I'm signing up for. So I'm just, I'm sitting there, I'm lost. I'm realizing that. Majority of the guys in my class are already firefighters somewhere else or ex-military. And I'm just, you know, this fresh fresh out of college kid. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it might have been maybe two other two other guys that didn't have any experience. Yeah, I was the only one. So that year we had there was four classes hired. I was the only woman that entire year out of all four of those classes. Stop. So going into that, like, how did you feel like being the only woman like? or was it like, all right, I got this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, obviously, I know you have self-confidence, Yeah. it's like, did you look at it like how society, how it's painting the picture, like, yo, you got to work twice as hard because you're a woman Well, this? I knew I would have to work harder than them or, you know, just, just push harder than normal, but I ain't even going to lie. Like, I've always been more comfortable around guys. Like, I grew up, when I was around family, I was mostly with my, my guy cousins, and growing up middle school high school playing basketball I'm out there with the guys like I never really I was always around guys so I had that was one thing I wasn't worried about and me keeping up was also not an issue um but it also took hearing from the people that were pushing me to say hey you know we all have our strong suits and in this career we're gonna have to come together to achieve a goal so you might not be able to do this but you might you know you might shine on this other side and if we put you know two or three y'all together you know we got this um, so physically, I know I can push myself, you know, preseason, two a days, you know, we go through all that. So I knew I could do the physical. Um, it was just, it was just really just pushing myself and, and going through it, um, and refusing to give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing it since 08, 09? Yeah, I got hired in 09. So the process was extremely long then. Yeah. So I, I took... I took a written test either that November or December of 08. I didn't get hired until September of 2009. Okay. Um, and then I was officially on the street in t- uh, 2010. So what, uh, what station did you start at first? So first I went to station 40. Uh, that is off of Harrisburg Road near 45. Okay. So like way out on the east side. Um, I was there just under two years. And then I transferred to Station 28, which is like the North Lake area off of Old Statesville Road. Yep. I was there almost eight years. Um, I went from Firefighter 1 to Firefighter 2, you know, just a little step up. But then I got from um, responsibilities. Okay. Um, once you make Firefighter 2, you know, you can you can play boss. You know, you can be the driver. You're in charge of, you know, the Firefighter 1. Like you, you're the leader of the back of the truck. Um, and then I did just under eight years there, and then I made engineer okay. or a driver to make it plain for people that don't understand what an engineer is. <laughs> oh, so like, of, like, I was close to a fire truck the other day, and I was just glanced. I'm like, that drum looks complicated on the side. Nah, it's not complicated yeah, at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course you're going to say that. Yeah. So without giving too much away, like, walk us through a call if you can. Like, and So if, you make, if somebody calls something in, like, like, what are the, like, one, two, three, like, what are the first couple steps before you even, like, jump in and, like, ride out? 
without giving too much away. Okay. I, well, one, it depends on the type of call. So, um, but in general, you know, the tones go off. They tell us the address. They tell us what type of call it is. Um, and then they'll tell us, you know, whether it's just our truck or several trucks going. So I'm, I'm the driver. So I get on, you know, put my seatbelt on, turn the truck on, open the door up, flick the lights on. And then I'm looking at my captain saying, hey, what, if I don't know where I'm going, I'm saying, hey, what are my cross streets? Which means like this house could be in between this street and this street, which generally I've gotten a good feel for my area because I've only been at the station I'm at now for a year and a half. Because you only do certain areas of yeah. this side. Yeah. So where your station's located, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll look at him. I'll say, Hey, if, if I do know where I'm going, I just get confirmation. If I don't know where I'm going, I'm like, look, I need a few streets, like help me out right quick. Um, so once I figure out where I'm going, let the right out the station, we pull out, um, you know, checking to make sure I can get out first. Cause a lot of people don't pay attention. Even though you got a big red truck, lights yeah, and yeah, sirens so and all of that. The left side, so the right side. Man, <laughs> listen, let us know. if only, you hear me? let us know. If only i don't even think they teach teaching drivers ahead no more you're supposed to pull to the right and stop but you will be amazed at what people do so we got people that try to outrun us we got people that slam on their brakes in front of us we got people that drive into the left lane into oncoming traffic we got people that pull over to the left and then you got that person that you can tell freaks out and they sitting there turning the wheel left right left right left right and they just swerving in the street but the correct thing to do is to pull to the right side of the road and stop. stop. Yeah. All right. Now, once I pull over <laughs> and stop, do I count the five? No. Nah, once, I, once I'm gone, I'm gone. Once you pass me, I can start. Yeah. How yeah. fast that joint go? Uh, well, no. Nah. Um, Not how fast you drive. That, <laughs> that is a good, that's a good way to put it. I like that. <laughs> um, but no, nah, most of our trucks are governed, so they, they aren't allowed to go over a certain speed limit. And I think ours goes a max of 74 miles an hour, okay. miles per hour. Yeah. So you be driving. Oh, I'll be whipping that thing. Yeah. I'm like a big kid, man. I, that, that's the best part. And that's why they say it's the best best job on the department because it's like, yeah, you just got you got a little bit of freedom because you're not the boss, but you also not the person that's got to do like all the grunt work. But depending on what the situation is, once you get there, you still have to assist. Right? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And and there are some instances like if we if we were to go to a fire, that's when I'm the busiest. Like I'm I, I got to make sure that my crew has everything they need. Yeah. I got to make sure the truck is doing what it's supposed to do. I got to make sure that I park the right way. Like. When you get on a scene, like anything serious, like, you know, a, a real bad wreck or a fire yeah. or anything like that, like I my job is crucial because if if I don't if I don't park right and I block a truck that needs to get in or if I'm not pumping the truck right and getting my guys enough water, yeah. nothing's going to go right. How do you train someone to fight fire? Like, I get it. You got the, the, the equipment, the, the suits and all that. But like. It's a different kind of fire. If that's the situation, I get it. Y'all deal with accidents. Y'all deal with other stuff too. But like, and uh, the the ladder. Mm -hmm. like, there's no way I could do it because ain't no way I'm getting up on a ladder like that. Oh Lord, don't tell me you're afraid of heights. I mean, yeah, well, I can just <laughs> look back and you know what I'm saying. Hey man, you got to get a grip on it. You just got to hold on. Walk me through those two things though, please. How do you get adjusted to the fire and the ladder fear? Uh, well, I mean, I'll start with the ladder fear because I mean, that's, that's, that's case by case. That's, that's, that's different for each person. Like me, I'm, I'm not afraid of heights. Like I'm a, I'm a country kid at heart. So climbing trees, jumping fences, like heights don't bother me. I respect them, yeah. but they don't bother me. 
Um, but as far as getting trained up, like outside of the, the training that they give you at the academy, it's, it's really doing training at the station with your crew and running through the running through the motions it's like all right we pull up to this we're gonna do this 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 and this and yeah yes yeah, it's, it's real though right it's not like computerized it's like real like situations right like when we're on calls yeah 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 no, it's like the, oh oh training. It's no. training to, to prepare you Sorry. well the department itself we do have reoccurring training every year that we do have to go down to the training academy and just yeah. stay stay up on our uh on our certifications and our um techniques and stuff but like the stuff around the station, most of it's just table talk. But the only way to really get true experience is to do it. Um, you could be, we got people on a job 15, 20 years that they might not have been through a whole lot of fires. And you got somebody that's been to a bunch of fires within two years and they could, they, it's just, it's clockwork. Like they come in, they go to work. Like they know exactly what to do and somebody else could be lost. So it's really just kind of a, a repetition thing and, and getting that, that experience, hand, like, off the bat. Is it true that the most of y'all calls come from Thanksgiving people trying to fry turkeys and Fourth of July? <laughs> uh no. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, no. Um, but it is it is a common thing. So, you know, any time of year there are certain things to look out for. So like, you know, when you get to a certain part of the year where it's super dry, it's like, all right, well we're gonna be going to brush fires, like fires in the woods. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you do think about the holidays because you know more people are at home. They're trying to cook for the first time, for, and, yeah, and and that just time. don't and that just don't go right. Or like when it gets real, real cold. I mean, we didn't have a real winter this time, but yeah. you know when it gets down into the to the the teens and below, and you got people bringing in grills and and heaters to heat their house up. Mm. So it's Slow. yeah, or they just not watching it, and something just lights off. So there's yeah. there's so many different so many different reasons. Or when we have a crazy thunderstorm. And them giant houses down on the south side in Valentine, you know, get struck by lightning and catch fire. So wow. it's I can't say that there's a certain time of year we have more fires. And since COVID, you know, everything's different in general. So it's right. this so I was going to ask. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Connect them together. How has that changed your job, if at all, or changed the way y'all go about stuff? Uh, we do. We definitely take a lot more precautions. So the dispatchers are getting more information over the radio, you know, trying to find out what exactly is happening in the house so they can relay it to us to let us know whether we got to put on these gowns and get all completely decked out um, and just, you know, how we interact with people. And it's also kind of shut us down because we used to be that you could just go to a fire station. We give you a tour on the spot. Yeah. But right now everything's shut down. Like we can't have visitors. Um, of course, you know, you go everywhere, you got to wear masks. <laughs> Um, but then just the, the types of calls sort of changed a little bit when COVID hit because, you know, more people are at home and they're not used to being home. So you got a lot more domestic calls. You got more fires because people are trying to figure out how to cook. They ain't never cooked a day in their life and they're not paying attention to it and stuff's burning down. So, um, it was a, it was a jump in different types of calls when COVID hit. For sure. Um, you made history a couple of years ago, right? Uh, I know you don't like <laughs> talking, right? I just, you saw her face, man. <laughs> But yeah. it's, it's Women's History Month. We want to give you your flowers every day. Appreciate it. Tell us about exactly the history that you made. Um, so when I did make engineer or driver operator, um, I was the first black woman to achieve that title uh, for my department. In your department? Mm -hmm. That's dope. Congratulations. Yeah. Appreciate it. Some applause on oh, that. gee. <laughs> you got it, Lance. There's some applause right here. On oh. This moment right here. oh, my God. That's dope, though. 
hard question. Why does it, I, when I ask you that, what was hard to talk about that? It's not hard to talk about, but I'm just, I've always been shy. Not shy. I'm sorry, just. Sorry, that's a trigger word. No, no, no. I can be. Sh I can be shy, but no. I'm just like I'm a low key person, so I don't always like a lot of praise and shine. Like I, I just, it. I like being in the background. I get it. I'm a. I'm a. Yeah. I'm a. I get it. I'm a worker. So it's. But know that. Know that. Um, we are proud of you. And I say we. I'm speaking for the entire Johnson C Smith community. And, Appreciate and that. that. That was that was dope to see. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because it, it is people like you who's like, oh, that's the quiet girl that played. <laughs> she's cool. She's just be in the background. But it's like, it's cool to see those people get their flowers while mm. they're still here. You know what I'm saying? I know you got, I remember you getting acknowledged at the alumni meeting. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of tell it's easy, <laughs> but it's like yeah. those older folks and everybody in there, they need to know that, and, you know, you're a woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. You know? Yeah, that was dope. I definitely, I definitely felt all the love. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, You've also created a program. Um, talk about that for, for younger folks, uh, right? Yeah, so um, back in 2015, myself and a, a group of uh, other women on the fire department, ranging from chief to firefighter, um, all the ranks, uh, we came together. We brought a program from uh, Arizona called Camp Fury, um, which is basically just a, a youth camp for girls, high school age girls, you know, kind of taking them through drills, showing them what we do, why we do it, how we do it, but also taking the time to kind of build them up and teach them about themselves, teach them, teach them some leadership skills um, and uh, really work on their confidence. Um, so we brought that here in 2015 and we called it Camp Ignite. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, last year we weren't able to, able to hold the camp because of COVID, but this year we're trying to bring it back, but we're going to have to limit the numbers just because of, you know, safety precautions and all that. Um, so how long is the program? So the program at normal operation is five days, four nights. Um, it's free of charge. It's available to high school girls in the Charlotte surrounding areas. Um, and it's held down at the, the Charlotte Fire Training Academy. Um, I know that one thing, uh, we, we talked about you coming over to West Mac and promoting stuff like that. I want to say you came to a career day, right? Uh, was that a career day or college fair? It might have been a college fair, yeah. Yeah, they, they had All those days seem fun. Obviously, we young, you know, these young kids are getting pressure with just going to college, going to college, but they don't even know options. No. Mm -hmm. um, do you need a college degree to become a firefighter or no? No, so for, and I'm only going to speak for the Charlotte Fire Department. Right. Uh, the minimum requirement is 18 years of age, high school diploma or GED and no criminal history that's literally it yeah. um you do have to pass a written test you have to pass a physical test and drug then test. a drug yeah, of course a drug <laughs> test <laughs> and a series of interviews because it's a city job right? yes yeah amazing benefits yeah they're pretty good I'm, I'm not gonna complain yeah. put me on your insurance. I'm, I'm covered nah, no no uh -uh. i see what happens when you put somebody else on your insurance <laughs> nope i'm good i'm good as, as single <laughs> Hey, that's good to know, but um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, supporting black businesses. And um, again, don't give you your flowers. You are a day one supporter of the Smith <laughs> brand, the Smith merch brand. I think you might have like 75% of the stuff I released. Uh, now that you say that, you know what? I might. 
I appreciate it. And I need um, some commission or something. Hey, I got you. <laughs> no, listen, like I, I got you. I got you all the way. Uh, I got I got something coming out. I'm actually um I mean, people listen to this, but I'm gonna spoil it for you. I'm working on a baseball jersey. Stop playing, and that's dope. It, yeah. I, I, it's gonna it's on me. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it right to you. Just tell me your size. Hey, record that, run yeah. it back nah, twice. It's recorded. It's recorded. <laughs> nah, you got it. I'm, I'm gonna show you when we get off air, but I'm actually um, releasing a baseball jersey next next month. That's dope. Cause that yeah. soccer jersey was fire, but I don't wear soccer jerseys. But sure. you can pull it off. I mean, you're an athlete. You're like an eight sport athlete. You're I mean, I could pull anything off. Oh, just me. saying. Excuse me. <laughs> but um, like you support me. Obviously, you have another uh, fellow Smith um, alum on on your shirt. Like, what does supporting black businesses mean for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you, I mean, obviously you enjoy it, but mm-hmm. like, what does it personally mean for you? Because it's very trendy now, but you've been supporting. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean for you? I mean, I, 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 it's like what they tell you when you were a kid. Treat people how you want to be treated. So if you want, you, if you want that love, you want that appreciation and that respect, you know, you give it. And I'm also down for people that's got a good message. So I definitely rock with a lot of, a lot of my Smithites that have different apparel lines out, um, because I like, I, I appreciate their message and I see what they're doing and I want to help push that out there because I've gone several places, especially with, you know, you talked about Jamie's message about, um, was it impact today and power tomorrow? Like I've gone places and everybody's like, yo, that's, I like that. Where you get that from? So, right. you know, I'm passing her information out right. for, uh, for her project and it's just, you know, you spend all this money on clothes and stuff. So why am I giving all this money to people that could care less about me? Um, or the people in my community, right. um, what I could be paying either the same or when I could be paying the same for somebody that's actually on a mission and doing something with it. Right. That looked like me that came from my same school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important because like, you know, there's this, there's this disconnect, right? Where like, you know, I always ask people, you know, maybe you run into it when you, you know, your photography stuff or whatever, but like people always want a discount, right? You know, oh so yeah. It's like you oh, don't yeah. go to the mall. You don't go to I hate to say the white man, but you don't go to them and ask them for a discount because mm. you don't want to be looked at as broke. But I get it, you know me, but like I'm in it to make money as well. Right. Discount my brand. Yeah. You know what I'm You want to spend money on this high end stuff, but you don't you can't you can't spare, you know, forty, fifty dollars for somebody that you know that you claim to rock with. Right. But we have to we have to uh, erase that narrative. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I'm cool if you don't want to buy it, but I need you to buy it at full price. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't mind like discounting like if I have a sale or something like that. But you're not gonna come to me with something seventy dollars and be like, bro, I got forty for you. Like you're not gonna <laughs> give you're not gonna give me out the way. Like, yeah, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But talk about some of your uh your your favorite Smith brands, Johnson C Smith brands to to um support. Well, clearly, starting off with Smith itself, of course, yes. not just because you here, but right. um, I think it's important to to represent, you know, being an HBC, HBCU grad, like it's important to rep where you come from. So starting off with Smith, I mean, that's that's easy. You know, I'm, I'm repping for my school. I'm repping for, you know, my culture. Let me ask you a real question to give me a real answer. What up? You're obviously not bothered by the Smith or the Smith at all. No. Nah. Why not? Cause I'm a I'm a Yancey kid. We 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 are Smith right. with the F's. Like 
But we Smith with the F regardless. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because that's who we are. We're black. And mm-hmm. that's how we enunciate. That's that twang. Of course, like I said, Jamie Miller with the impact today and power tomorrow. I definitely love her message and you can actively see her out doing work like she is doing her thing out in. Was it Pageland, South Pageland, Carolina? Yeah, yeah. Yes. See, I don't know nothing about Pageland. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jamie, though. But definitely supporting her. Um, I don't know Buddy's name, but he's got the Beware brand. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pen hits. Yeah. Uh-huh. Black women are, are uh, really everything. Um, even the black men are really everything. Just, yeah. and I mean, just. That's a message. Yeah. That's a message. And that's, and that's, that's what I like, man. I like, I like walking around. I'm, I'm pretty much just a billboard. Like, right. anytime you see me, I got something on. Um, oh, shit. We a billboard when we, but I don't wear this, but like, I mean, you got off whites on. I got a pair of off whites. Mm. But like, when we, we Nike, yeah. everybody else, you got Nikes on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's product placement. Yeah. 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 So, but I, I definitely like the messages. And I've I've just, you know, kind of being on Instagram. And especially, you know, after last year, everybody was really hyping Absolutely. each other's businesses Absolutely. up. So you could really see what was out yeah, there. Yeah. So I, I jumped on a few other ones. I can't say that I know their names. Uh, actually, you know, Bossy Brand. Bossy Brand. I seen, I seen some hoodies. They were fire. I got, I got a hoodie and a couple yeah. shirts from her. Um, I seen some other brand, uh, I got a sweatshirt that says, uh, be you, they'll adjust. And that, and I, as soon as I saw that, I fell in love with that. Cause I was like, yo, that's me. That is me well, all like, the way. I like what you said, because I mean, we say it in different ways and why we support, we have different reasons, but you said like the message of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you said Smith, like that black woman and everything, be you, they'll adjust. Like to you, it sounds like that aligns with your personal brand yeah. and your personal mission. So. I dig that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, my guy, I'm going to shout him out. Fred, Family Matters, that brand connected with him right before he was about to have, like, I think his second child. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He's like, man, family is everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, Family Matters, and he's created a brand out of it, which is pretty dope. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just the message of it. So, with that being said, like, I, I like how you said that, because that's how this whole thing came about, to keep the money on the fourth. Mm-hmm. The idea has been there for a while. People know the story. I don't have to say the story again, but... <laughs> It made sense last year on Juneteenth to put that out and to feature all these businesses. And I probably could put 30, 40 more from Smith on it. I need to update it, but there's so many people on Smith every day promoting a product. Mm-hmm. I, love I love it. I love it. And I'm hoping that we uh, we get to come together in the fall. Yeah, man. Talk I mean, about, we need a homecoming. About, <laughs> talk, about, talk about, we're going to get to if we will have one. Uh. Talk about, um, uh, the feeling of not having it last fall. What, did you feel empty during that time? Son, though, last year was a drag anyway. So the fact that, you know, you couldn't have that homecoming where all those people come back in town, you sitting there, we, you know, we swag surfing, oh, like, oh, yeah. yeah. So you just having a good time. It's just, it's carefree. It's just, it's like being at home. I mean, homecoming, but yeah. like, yeah, the last year was a drag and to not have that and, you know, homecoming is typically when I have a little fun, because, you know, I wear uniforms to work. Yeah. I'm pretty low key. I typically got on hoodies, sweats. But homecoming is like that time of year where I'm like, all right, I'm going to show them a little something. So, you know, I'll step out, step out and re- remind people that I still got it. <laughs> so it was, you know, not having that chance to get, you know, all dressed up and, right. and go out and have a good time with the people that you haven't seen all year. Right, 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 right. No, it, it's, it's everything you just said, right? It's, it's, it's coming back together. It's 
is getting fresh, putting the outfit on. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You know, letting them know like, like I'm, I'm, I still got it. I'm fresh. Right. You know I shut, saying? I shut it down when I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, but that's the, that's the, that's the, the, uh, the ingredients to an HBCU. Right? Mm-hmm. Cause even before there was a homecoming, you got fresh on a Friday. You mm-hmm. got fresh to go to the calf or you got fresh to go to the game. And it's just times a thousand for homecoming because it's like, yo, like, <laughs> yo, I'm popping. Like, I work in, I got money now. Like, yeah. what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, see it's, me. Yeah, you see me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was definitely like a void, right, in the fall. Like, damn, like, we're missing something. Mm-hmm. And, like, I promise you, every Saturday in 2020 from the middle of September to November was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there was a bad Saturday, weather-wise. Yeah. Like, there were some really nice days, man. That's just like, Could have it's been going another to. wasted Saturday <laughs> of no homecoming, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But um, what what would that feeling be like for you going into it if they say we haven't won for 2021? Oh, we live. I'm, I'm going to be ready. I know everybody's going to be ready. Like, yeah. it's just, it's been so long. We've all been cooped up. And, you know, we miss we miss each other. Like, you know, we don't have we don't all have to be the best of friends or everything. But it's just it's a it's a complete vibe. And thank, thank goodness for social media. Right. Because can, can you imagine if this pandemic would have happened pre-social media? I mean, we can't even imagine a world pre-social media. <laughs> but like at least I can see the homies on the regular with their families. Yeah. Like pushing their brands or working or working out or whatever it is that like why I'm following them. But it's like at least we get to see that. But it's still not the same. Oh, no. You know what Mm-mm. I'm saying? It ain't at all. Yeah. And I'll take it back to the, to the letter writing days. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if they announce and we have one, it's going to, I've said this multiple times on here before, you're going to see people you haven't seen in a while. Oh, if they have one this year, it's pretty much going to be CIAA on steroids. Right. Because I mean, there is no more CIAA in Charlotte for yeah. the time being. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, I always say like, man, you're going to see that person like, bro, I ain't seen you since orientation. Like, hey, come back to the first <laughs> semester. Like, the hell you doing here? right you know I mean? just because like nobody had a homecoming mm-hmm. and so i think like all the homecomings will pop and i think um you know obviously i help the school have events but i'm always telling people like i think the yard is going to be the best part oh yeah it's not going to be about a party it's not going to be about the game is probably going to pop more than ever but it's just going to be about seeing everybody on the yard mm-hmm. well, it's the tailgate the plot if you right? can figure out where you're going because i don't know if you've written by there but they've been changing oh, some things it, <laughs> but that should be finished by then yeah it should you know be what I'm, well, I'm saying it's going to be different you're going to pull up going like homecoming would probably shut the west side down for sure it's got to like, it needs gonna, to it's going to slow up the highway and mm-hmm. all that because it's going to be that many people trying to get in and around that campus yep maybe by then the trolley would come down to my house <laughs> are you close to campus i ain't far okay. I ain't. I'm, I'm still off the floor okay yeah um but yeah man we just we, we need it we miss it and i just you know i want to see and i want to support other businesses like myself like um i always tell any other uh, person that has a product or a business like man think about becoming a vendor mm-hmm. because like my brand went to another level the moment i uh, set up a table on the mm-hmm. block, um, versus like hand in hand walking around like no no come see me you know what I'm saying it's yeah. like yo like everybody that's listening that you got a brand like tell your friend to tell a friend consider getting a table on the um, on the yard on the, on the block or whatever because mm-hmm. so many people are going to be out there man and I know they're going to be supporting businesses and stuff like that big facts and I know you're going to be one of them man. yeah I'm going to be out there yeah man, I'm going to be out there it's a lot of people <laughs> 
that's just doing their thing. Um, what are some of your favorite, uh, I guess, restaurants in Charlotte, like black-owned businesses that you like to support? Ooh, see, I'm a foodie. I just, lately, like for real, I've just been trying as many of them as I can. Yeah. So, you tried that vegan food truck everybody up on? I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hip on vegan food just like that. And I'm, um, I, I don't know anybody personally that's tried it. <laughs> so right. I, I ain't ready to jump on that bandwagon yet. But um, like I've been, I've tried, what is it, Scratch Kitchen? It's like a food truck over in the university area. They got some bomb food. What they, what they got? What you, what you recommend? Chicken and waffles. Okay. I've been on a chicken and waffles mission. It's called Scratch Kitchen. <laughs> Scratch Kitchen. It's okay. a food truck. It sits outside of uh, some brewery over there in the Sam's Club parking lot in the university area. So when they have food truck Fridays? Uh, I don't know. I think they stay parked out there, honestly. Okay. Um, but I was. the new food truck Friday area if I'm thinking about what you think about. Mm -hmm. But I've been making my rounds. I've hit Cuzzo's. I've yeah, hit Cuzzo's. Lulu's. Um, Lulu's. Mr. Seafood off of Tryon. Um, Mr. Charles on Stace, we'll keep oh. it keep it real local. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just been kind of bouncing around. Like like I said, once when when the hype really hit last year and everybody was posting stuff, I was like, ooh, I ain't heard of this, 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 and this. Yeah, Let me go try these. Checklist. Yeah. For sure. And I'm I'm definitely down for trying different types of food, or even if I just want the same yeah. thing from a different place. I gotta try that. Uh, I gotta try that that food truck, man. Everybody going crazy about the vegan joint. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Everybody, um, like. People be posting up and lying like, yo, I've been in line for however long. See, that's what I'm not down for. <laughs> I don't do lines. So maybe maybe when the hype died down, I'll go try it out. You like what the fries? I've never I don't I've never tried it. Try it. But I'm also not a big loaded fry kind of person. I like my French try fries it. crispy. Try it. Mm. Yeah, I have to try it one day. I, I, I feel you. Um yeah, Cuzzo's is my joint. Mm. Cuzzo's a lot of them. They need to sponsor us. Like, <laughs> I'll send that email. <laughs> well, let me know if you got some shrimp. Yeah. So um, <laughs> as we close, right, and, you know, just kind of recapping, like, you, your story is dope. Like you say, you grew up in the military, you know what I'm saying, repping, repping the bill. Shout out to J. Cole. <laughs> um, I didn't know that you uh, you transferred in from the JUCO. That's mm -hmm. dope. And, you know, you found your way, obviously, to softball and in volleyball and you're an amazing firefighter now and i'm all right i do my thing <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know it's i know it's not a, it doesn't look like an easy job you know it's got its days but it's it's like some other career fields it takes a different kind of person to to do that line of work so now that i kind of circle back like is this a a lifer thing you see yourself doing this until you retire or like oh yeah i'm 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 in it for the long haul i okay. mean you think about it i've been doing it for 11 and a half years now um and it's it's definitely uh, uh i want to say heartwarming that's probably not the way to say it but it's a fulfilling job a fulfilling yeah. career and even now lately you know when i'm riding down the street you know and all of a sudden i hear yeah and i hear cheering and all this and i look out and all i hear is you go girl and i'm like <laughs> dang it's a, it's a good little feeling but yeah. It's just knowing that you 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 go into people on their worst days and you're there to do whatever you can to help them. And also just never doing the same thing every day. That's that's why I couldn't follow my degree and go into business because I can't do the same thing every day. I hate monotony. So I'm going to work. I'm doing something different every day. I'm a big kid driving a big truck. Um, every now and then I get to like break doors and windows and stuff. So, yeah, my, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. For sure. Yeah. Um, man, you just said a lot there. 
because I normally like to ask, you know, like entrepreneurs. I mean, you're not an entrepreneur in a sense because you work at, for the station in the city or whatever. But like, <clears throat> if you could say, I ask this question, like, how do you measure success? Mm. Obviously, how do you measure your position of success within the station, within the firefighting industry? Um, I measure mine by literally pretty much how I can better affect the people around me. Um, either whether it's getting them to reach their full potential or just, you know, doing the best that they can do. And also being that I am only one of three black women on the department, like being that I don't want to be the role model, but I mean, I am that picture and I'm that example for people that's either coming up or, or trying to come on and just really trying to push it out there is like, yo, like it ain't many of us out here, but you could do this. And it's, it's a great career. It's a fulfilling career. And it's not it's not unattainable. For sure. Um, I know you're probably gonna say yours is the best and the favorite, but like, <laughs> what's the what's the what's the coolest looking fire station in the city? Oh no, mine's not the coolest. Mine. <laughs> so I know them look cool. Yeah, the one I know that's cool. Um, I work on Sugar Creek, so you know ours ain't ours ain't you know shiny or nothing like right, that. Right. But I say the coolest looking station is. I like Station 5, which is down the street from Smith. So maybe I'm biased because it's over there behind the Bojangles, where the barbershop is. You hook that left. What's that street? Uh, like going towards 77? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if you come out of Smith, you take a left down trade. Yeah. Um, before you get to the Bojangles and the barbershop and that gas station, you take a right. There's a fire station over there. Oh. That's probably, that. that is one station that I would love to work at before I retire. It's historic? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Give me another one. Um, so that's station five. Yeah, the one to notice though. That is a real cool. that is a real cool and station. It's like you can just sit out there and just watch the, the atmosphere. Exactly. Sure it's old. No. But it's like it's, you just sit out there and just watch the people just be people. No, I like people it's watching. It's a tight little area, so like <laughs> yeah. you have to speed out of that place on the busy time, it's gonna be crazy. That would be the biggest headache is is yeah. having to be mindful of where people are. So that's what sucks about those those stations that are on main streets or in right. busy areas it's like so that. Tight and everybody like there's so much construction over there. Mm hmm That's cool. Well, I appreciate your time. Um let the folks know how they can get in touch with you, shout your social medias out, all that stuff. Uh, well, mine can be a little bit long, but it's always with a Z, the letter N, and thought. So always in thought. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook under all that. Um, hit me up if you need some shots. You know, I do the, the photography thing. Um, I've even had people hit me up to write them some things. So yeah, check me out. My, uh, my, um, my shots for the uh, jersey. You want to do that? Yeah. I'll be game for that. All right. Let's do that. Yeah. It's a bet. Yeah. Jersey's still free. I got you. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'm going to tag her Instagram on this. I know you got, like, two Instagrams, right? Yeah, I got a personal one, and then I got one got that everybody else can see. It ain't no catfish joint. You got to remember, I, I work for, you know, I work for the city, and I don't need everybody in my business. So, <laughs> yeah, I got that one that I keep on the side. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm going to get the appropriate one to tag, because I don't want to tag the wrong one, but... But another great uh, Women's History Month, right? So I didn't plan this this way. <laughs> I've been trying to get, we've been trying to get you yeah. on here for a minute. And I mean, this is not the traditional like uh, recording day. So I'm glad that we're able to get you on. And again, I appreciate you. Keep making history, keep inspiring and just. 
keep supporting other people. Always. Um, I appreciate the support. Yeah. Like, whenever I see it, I'm like, dang, y'all, like, she bought something else. Like, wow. But obviously, keep supporting other people because, like, we need that. Mm-hmm. I know that's already in your heart. So, thank you on behalf of all of us with small businesses. Like, we appreciate you. Yeah. The episode is, this has been another episode. Yeah. I forgot my intro, but we out. See you next time. <laughs>